we need to know that we're choosing people that are exemplifying the core values of what we resonate with. We're creating a container of people who have all these areas, these vast areas of expertise. And we get to share in that collective space, the brilliance. Think of the magnitude of power in that one group. I fast track my learning. They will do whatever it takes to be the best version of themselves day in and day out. And then they're going to level it up again and level it up again. I want to approach my life like it's the Super Bowl. It's the it's my shot. You can change the life that you currently live in and make it something bigger, broader, more brilliant, more beautiful. We want to be your people to help light the way for that. Don't miss it. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is literally a sister from another mister. She's the actual sister to my brother from another mother. She is one of the world's most legendary top performance coaches. I am speaking, of course, of none other. Then the one, the only, the legendary Melissa Von Musil. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you, Nikki. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited. Very excited. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, you know, I've known your brother for a long time. He's been a uh, a coach to me, a mentor to me, a brother to me. And um, God knows that... Uh, over the last 10 years, a very big part of my forward progress has been because Mark has been there coaching me, pushing me every step of the way. So it's an honor to have you, his sister, on the show. And uh, I know that you're teaming up with him and with the great Jesse to um, put together 111 Days to Greatness. We're definitely going to get into that. But before we get into that, the men and women who listen to the show, these are the crazy ones, the visionaries, the misfits, the square pegs and the round holes. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. I'm quoting Steve Jobs from his great ad, Think Different. They want to learn from you. They come to this show, not because of me, I'm here every week. They want to learn from you. But before they can open themselves up to you, they need to get to know you. How'd you get to be the great Melissa Von Muser. Oh, I love that question. And I love they're my people. So uh, there's nothing better than being able to be with your tribe and to speak to that. Um, I had the pleasure of a challenging life. And so through life, a lot of different difficulties and very traumatic things took place. And as a result, my darling son knew that I would, because of some of the things that took place, I had gotten diagnosed with MS. My husband had cheated on me, had a lot of financial trauma. And as a result, I became suicidal. And Brooke paid for me to attend an event that was a coaching event. Didn't know what coaching was 25 plus years ago. 
And it was through that event that God hit me between the eyes with a very large brick. And the brick was that all the crap that had happened in my life had a purpose, that it wasn't for wasted time or it wasn't wasted pain and it wasn't wasted tears. And a year later, I was certified as a coach and coaching for that particular company. And that started my journey of personal development and finding a deeper purpose. Um, through that, uh, I was able to move from that company after eight years of being one of their top coaches. And I had the pleasure of being hired and working for Tony Robbins and became one of Tony's top coaches and had the incredible opportunity to coach basically anyone, anywhere, anytime. That was Mark's training mantra for us. And we embraced it. And that's how I got my really serious coaching chops was in that environment. Through that, it led me to becoming the director of coaching for a couple different companies. And now I have the incredible pleasure of being a partner with a company called We Are The They. Uh, and I help run their women's program. And then I also have the pleasure of working with these high level men who are looking for a quality life. Now, through that, I also now have the incredible opportunity to work with my BFF, Jesse Torres, and my brother, mm. my rock star brother, um, in the Light Warriors environment. And so I'm just excited to have the opportunity to bring the beauty of my struggle, the beauty of conquering, and the beauty of doing more than just surviving but thriving to our people, to the, to the crazy ones, to the creators, to the round pegs and the square holes. That's kind of what I live for. So that's why I'm here. You know, I think I'm going to call this episode the beauty of your struggle. I think that's a beautiful and elegant phrase. And I would like you to unpack that for me, not just for yourself, but definitely for yourself, but for everybody. How can this apply to your personal story, if you wouldn't mind, get into that? And how can this apply to all of us that are listening in with you? I think the first thing that really was uh, powerful for me in the process when life goes hard and when life gets ugly, society as a general rule has taught us that we are entitled to go down and go dark and to, and to fall to our knees and stay in a state of victimhood or a state of pain. And one of the first things that really I grabbed onto that was my biggest life raft was the power of gratitude and seeking the gift in everything. And one of the things that I do with my clients, I have five key questions that I used to navigate that pain. And, and it's more than a reframing. It's a process that allows you to look at the pain through a different angle. So you take the pain out of the box and instead of looking at one way, we get to stand around it and look for all the different ways that that pain, that struggle, that trauma created something stronger in us. So gratitude was my way to hold on to something outside of the pain. So I would take the, the circumstances, um, let's just take my MS. When I got diagnosed, I was pissed. I was more, I was enraged that God, the universe and circumstance would stack on an already difficult life with something so out of my control. And I was literally suicidal. I wanted to die. I did not want to have to deal with it. And in the process of finding value in that, I was able to actually now, I can step back now and say with all certainty that that was one of the biggest gifts of my life was getting diagnosed with MS. And Tony Robbins has a quote that really, really angered me the first time I heard him say it. But he said, 
your worst day will one day be your best day. And I remember hearing him say that and sitting in the back of the room with Mark, and we were both in a really ugly place in our own personal journey. And I remember flipping Tony off and going, you don't know my worst day. You don't get to tell me that. And I fought the statement, but over time, the truth was those, that one diagnosis caused me to change the trajectory of my life. Because I got sick, I had to change what I was doing. I had to change who I was spending time with. I had to change my environment. And as a result, I was able to start this personal growth journey and heal my life at a level I would not have attempted if I hadn't gotten sick. So the first thing is gratitude. The second thing is clarity and clarity on my purpose, because in the face of pain, struggle and trauma, I wanted my life to be more than that. I didn't want it to be my defining moment that Melissa's the girl with MS. Melissa's the one that has the, you know, the shitty parents and the parents that drank and they didn't show up for her. She's the one that made all these other bad choices in light of those things. I didn't want that to be my identity. And so I had wanted to get clarity on why am I really here? And that's what getting sick pushed me to do is decide who I am and what my mission is. And through that, my mission was to help people that have gone through other ugly things and help them find purpose. So gratitude, clarity, and then connection, the power of my tribe. I had to find quality people that would level my life up. And a lot of life and our relationships are through convenience or proximity or through um, longevity. And a lot of my friends I'd had for years, and God love them, but they were still where they always had been. And I wanted to grow. And so in order to grow, I had to let loose of the shore and the people on the shore and find new people that wanted to be in the boat or were ahead of me on the water to find my new destination. And so I would say gratitude, clarity, and then tribe. Those three things were hugely pivotal in how I moved through the trauma and the ugly of my life and created a beautiful life. So you said gratitude, clarity, connection, and the quality of my tribe. So gratitude really is just finding a way to be grateful and look at things as it's being done for you and not to you. Clarity is really understanding why you're here, understanding your mission, understanding what it is that God intends for you to contribute while you're here on earth. Connection, you are everyone's sister and everyone's your brother or sister, right? That's what it is. And the quality of your tribe this was what I was having Mark talk about earlier today with me on a, on a different call than the one we had this morning, <laughs> is how important it is for you to be a part of something, a part of something that is powerful, a part of something that really will force you out of your comfort zone. Last year, I was really you know, overweight. I'd been overweight for about a dozen years. I used to be really, really fit, and then I stopped being a fitness uh, man because I was in the fitness field and then I got into business and I was getting older. I bought into all the BS lies and you know, you're over 50, you're not going to get fit. And I, I, right. I said, no more. I found a, a, a group. I found a fellow who was, who was a mentor in this arena. I, I created a new story and everybody in that group was bodybuilder competition fit. And I'm like, damn, okay. So I got to step up to this group. So the law of That's proximity, right. the quality of my tribe in that respect forced me to step up my game. Is this what you're talking about, Melissa? Would you mind breaking this down a little bit for us? Completely. Um, 
when it comes to tribe, we if you go under the premise that you become the, like the five people that you spend the most time with, we need to know that we're choosing people that are exemplifying the core values of what we resonate with. And so I have friends, neighbors, long-term relationships with people whom I loved, but they were not sharing my core values. And so when I got clear, when I got my clarity, I got to decide who those people were. And by being in proximity to people that share those core values or are further down the road than I am, they give me the hand up. They give me a, a path to follow. They give me the footsteps to walk behind and know I'm going in the right direction. And it saves me time. It saves me energy. And it, it's empowering to know that because I see them ahead of me, I know I can move that direction. It gives me hope to keep going and it inspires me. And so they cause me to level up because they're usually ahead of me. And there's something, I have a competitive nature anyway, and you probably do too. So when I'm in a group of people that are, I know you do, in a group of people that are rock stars, I'm going to, I'm going to go all in because I am that competitive. And it's the only way I personally, shouldn't say it's the only way, it's the best way that I can challenge myself and be held in the space to keep going because they keep me accountable. Yeah. Amen. You know, when I go uh, to uh, the Hammer Fitness HQ gym, because that's that's the name of the company, it's called Hammer Fitness. Like everybody there is super fit. Everybody there is jacked. Everybody there is like into being fit. There's all kinds of inspiring sayings on the wall. Like, yep. you know, comfort is a drug, you know, you know, uh, something like winners love to win, winners win, things like that. And I'm like, damn, man. Yeah, this is cool. I went to, you know, the other gym that I train at, you know, which is a convenient gym close to my house. I'm by far the fittest dude there. I'm by far the most committed guy there. And that's not good. I don't want to no. be the fittest, the most committed dude in, in the room. I don't want to be the most driven dude in a room. I want to be somebody who's striving to catch right. up to other people in the group. Right, Melissa? Oh, yeah. Well, one of my favorite quotes is, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And that means that I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be with people that are ahead of me that have done bigger, greater, smarter things so that I can grow. And that's one of the things that I loved about being the Robbins environment and being in the personal development space. And that's one of the things I'm loving about the Light Warriors environment is that we're creating a container of people who have all these areas, these vast areas of expertise. And we get to share in that collective space, the brilliance of 111 people or a hundred, you know, 1,011 people. Think of the magnitude of power in that one group of a hundred, let's just take 111 people for 111 days to greatness. You get 111 people with brilliance in one room. I fast track my learning. It shorts the time it takes me because now I can lean on and stand on their shoulders. So it's a critical thing. Just like at the gym, you don't want to be the, you don't want to be the fat guy at the gym. And you also don't want to take one of my favorite Mark quotes. You don't take diet advice from the fat guy. So I don't want to be in a room full of people that are satisfied with that, with mediocrity in their life, because I want to be able to achieve greatness. That means I have to hang with the people that are willing those creatives, the artists, the round pegs, the rebels, 
those are the people I want to spend time with because they are not accepting status quo. They're not accepting mediocrity. They will do whatever it takes to be the best version of themselves day in and day out. And then they're going to level it up again and level it up again. They're not fond of the status quo. They don't respect the rules, but they change no. things. They have, they no, they respect their rules. human race forward. <laughs> they create their own rules that give them permission to accept mediocrity. So they create the rules that said, no, it's okay. I don't have to go do that. You know what? And here's a great excuse. I have MS. I can't go work out. I can't go do these things because I have MS. And it was the biggest lie that I bought into. And so I had to learn the hard way to believe the diagnosis and not the prognosis. The diagnosis in life is, yeah, you have a, you have a disease. The prognosis is where I get to decide, am I going to be a victim to it? or am I going to kick his ass? And I decided that I was no longer going to tolerate being the victim in it. And that applies to everything in life. So you know, uh, when I was a fitness coach, um, about, oh my God, it was 16, 17 years ago. I had a client, she was the CEO of a hospital here in, in Toronto, Canada, and she had MS. And, um, I trained this woman and I pushed her like she was not, excuse my French, a pussy. You know what I mean? This right. was a tough she was in it, man. man. She was a lovely lady, great, very gracious. You know, had like Jesse-like energy. But in the, like the MS was not an excuse for her. And not even the slightest. She's like, okay, yeah. let's get going. You know, the first time she's telling me, she goes, listen, you, you, I hired you because I heard you're tough and you're going to push me. So do it. I'm like, okay, all right. You got your marching order, son. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Do what you got to do. And that's that. That's super, super important. So, Melissa, talk to us about this 111 days to greatness. Like, I know Mark, Mark's come on, Jesse's come on. And I, I, I put on three episodes in a row about someone else's program. I've never done this in my life before. But I'm very passionate about um, your heart, Jesse's heart, and Mark's heart, and what you three are trying to do. So please tell us from your perspective why you decided to do this, why this is important, and why you think people need to sign up for this. It's, it is one of the most powerful things to be in a community of like-minded people. As a society, we have opportunities to join various groups. But the question is, will those groups improve the quality of who you are as a human being and the quality of your life? We can join a lot of different things. We can join the chamber. We can go join meetups. We can do all these things. And yes, they feed a certain part of us. But the bigger piece is, does it create a quality of life that I want to live in? Does it allow me to stack the quality of my life with quality people, quality content, quality choices, and a vision and direction that I get to move with a group? Because the power of group will reinforce when I'm weak, when I'm tired, they're going to help keep me going. So the thing that's really incredible about this is that you don't only just get the brilliance of Mark and the brilliance of Jesse, you get the brilliance of all these people who want to come together and share the vision. So if so, there's so many people in society right now, this is one of the things that really came up for us in We Are The They, is how many men are lonely and feel isolated. 
I mean, and they don't share it with anybody, but they're out there and they're feeling like they're, you know, they're totally alone on the mountain and they don't have anybody they can talk to, synergize with, or have somebody stand with them and say, no, you can do it. And so when we started doing that with We Are The They, it was insane the amount of need that was experienced for these men. Well, when we started to talk about what we were going to do with Light Warriors, we wanted to go well beyond that community of, you know, that conversation. And this is a group of people who have an alignment and they have a belief system, although various different belief systems, but the overarching belief is they want to change the world. Well, how many places do you get to go and be in a group of people that are committed to doing that at the highest level? And so what this gives people is an opportunity to level up not only just their business model, but their heart space and their mindset and the future they want to live in. And so you get to do it with people that are cheering you on and holding space for you. And they're going to believe for you when you lose faith. And that's what makes it powerful. This is not just a one-off place to go listen and have people vomit content on you. You can do that all over the internet. This is about getting quality conversations in an energetic space that is that has eliminated shame and guilt and one-offs that you can only do it one way. This is a unique space where we're going to take your message, your vision, and your life in your terms and help you create the path and then hold you accountable to get you to the end game. So to me... I don't see anything else out there quite like it. And it's a very unique opportunity for people. And if you're out there feeling alone, if you're out there feeling isolated or flat in your life, in your business, if you feel like your friends, although they're great people, aren't helping you get where you want to go, if they're draining you because they're still, in a, they're still in the same place they were 10 years ago, you need new people. And so we want to be those people for the light workers, the people that want to do good, that want to change the world. And we want to do it as a collective. It's way more fun. Amen, sister. Amen. So what's amazing about this is it's 111 days uh, and it is a program where you're going to be pushing yourself to the next level everywhere in your life. And Correct. here's the most amazing thing. It, it, it's virtually free. It's not free, but it's virtually free. It's, it's not, but a dollar a day. It's $111 for 111 days of a program designed to take you to the next level. Now, listen, I, I offer programs to people. I'm part of programs. And I can tell yep. you most programs of this length tend to be between $5,000 and $30,000. And they're worth Correct. it. They're worth every penny. I know that you and Mark dis and, and Jesse decided to put this price point forward because this was almost a way of giving back. This is a, a way right. of showing people how they can move to the next level. And I'm really grateful that you're doing this. Um, I've got the link from Jesse. So we're going to put it in the show notes for you. Great. Um, so close it out for me. Tell me how important it is in your mind for people to take action right now, jump into this because I'm going to be a part of this and I'm telling everybody I know about this. And by the way, I don't, I don't get a commission for this. So on 111 bucks, there's no commissions to be had. So just, so I know, you know, right. I'm doing this. Exactly. It's not a moneymaker. No, it's definitely not, not a moneymaker. Not, not for you guys. This, this is about helping people. So would you, would you just bring it home really for people to say, this is the time to take action and then we'll put the link in there and then we'll wrap up. Absolutely. I look at, 
I use a lot of sports metaphors. Um, Mark and I were raised by a guy that loves sports. But when I think of my life, I want to approach my life like it's the Super Bowl. It's the it's my shot. And so why this is so important in this day and age is that if we don't take inspired action with the right people, with the right direction, we have the opportunity to miss that game. And so if you don't sign up for something like this, given the opportunity with the price point that we've made available so many, I want you to think about it, that you're standing on the field, it's the Super Bowl, and you forgot your cleats, you forgot your pads, and you're watching all these people run out onto the field, and they get to win in their life because they made a choice for themselves. If you don't choose you and you don't stand on the field of your life and bring the right gear and make the right choices, you're going to be in the same place today, five years from now, 10 years from now. And what a tragedy that you don't get to experience the magnitude of what you're here to do. Your magnificence will not be seen. You will not get to throw and spike the ball in the end zone. You're going to have to stand on the sidelines and applaud somebody, else, applaud somebody else's life and somebody else's win. We don't want that for you. This is an opportunity that we want to give to so many of you so that you can change the life that you currently live in and make it something bigger, broader, more brilliant, and more beautiful, regardless of what's gone on in your life, regardless of the trauma and the pain. We want to be your people to help light the way for that. Don't miss it. Amen. Amen, sister. Beautifully said. So, Melissa, we end off each episode by asking you as our guest expert for your top three expert action steps in bullet point form. So what say you? What say me? One, get clear. What do you want in your life? And if you don't know, one of my action steps is you need to meditate or pray and sit in silence and ask better questions of why am I here? The second thing is get grateful. Get grateful for the different things that life has thrown at you that you've survived that you've conquered and that you get to say is part of the hill that you died on and grew and went up another one. So get grateful for everything life has given you and then get connected. Get connected to the right tribe, the right people that want to take you on this journey and share the ride with you. There's nothing more fun than doing it with people that are sharing the vision and that want to hold that space and hold your hand and cheer at the end when you cross the finish line. So get clear, get grateful, and get connected. God bless you, Melissa Von Muser, my sister from another mister. The first of what I'm sure will be many appearances on the Thought Leader Revolution podcast. Folks, Melissa's the real deal. 111 Days to Greatness is the real deal. Make sure that you're a part of it. Make sure that you click on the link and you join us. Melissa, thanks for coming on the show. God bless your heart. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to being in this journey with you, Nikki. It's going to rock. It is going to rock. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only Melissa Von Muse, you go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this podcast. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.